They're such an absolutely adorable couple together. Yeek! Hello and welcome to another episode, everybody, to the Forever Fangirls podcast. I am Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on Twitter at Forever Fanpod. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on our website, foreverfangirls.com, or on Instagram at Forever Fanpod. We are your hosts, and we're glad you can join us. As you heard from our intro, we're going to be discussing the mini series that originally aired on Disney Plus from January 15th to March 15th. March 15th, March 5th. Uh, wow. Okay. January 15th to March 5th, 2021 called WandaVision. Yes. There are nine episode in, episodes in this series. So we've got a lot to cover. Uh, let's start with the banter music so that those who have not seen it yet, and you really should, don't get spoiled. Okay. So summer, it's officially here. Since uh, we'll be discussing WandaVision. Remember uh, when we were in Disney World last, uh, well, the last time we were in Disney World during summer? Um, Seems so long ago. Yeah, uh, that was the only summer, I think, where I almost got us kicked out of the park because I was so hot and I wanted to soak in the fountain in Rome, in Epcot. Was it in Rome? Yes, it was. I just remember the security guard yelling at you, telling you to get out of the fountain. It was in Rome. Okay, well, I wasn't thinking about that, but yeah, that that, that was definitely a memorable <laughs> moment. Um, I was actually thinking of when we were on uh, one of the buses coming back from one of the parks we were staying uh-huh. um, for my birthday. I think we were staying in the Polynesian because we got a great deal because they were doing yes. massive construction. Yes. And we watched the storm clouds follow oh us goodness. from the park. Yes. All the way. And I just kept looking and going, we're going to get wet. And where the bus stop is and where the front door is... Sheila's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's just, we'll it's just like run. a quarter we'll mile. But she's like, we'll be fine. No big deal. It'll, it's what a, we're from New York, so we don't really get like these massive downpours of like right. 10 minutes and stops. By the time we got to the front door, my sneakers were like making squishy Sweet, sounds yep. and you walk into the air conditioning and I remember freezing and them handing towels to everyone who came in. So you remember water and I remember fire. That's absolutely us to a T, huh? Yeah, but I, truth be told, I really can't wait to go back to Disney World. Yeah, neither can I. But hopefully we'll be able to do that soon. Yes. For now, though, let's begin our discussion on the series WandaVision. Okay, so like we said, there were nine episodes in this miniseries, and it follows what happened to Wanda and Vision after Infinity War, where Vision dies, and Spoiler Endgame. alert! <laughs> <laughs> well, we are in I know, the I know, I know. after spoiler section. Um and uh, where was I? Yeah. So Endgame, right? It's after Endgame where Wanda um, is fighting with the other Avengers. So go ahead and read the details from Disney Plus, please. Marvel Studios presents WandaVision, a blend of classic television and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in which Wanda Maximoff, Elizabeth Olsen, and Vision, Paul Bettany, 
Two superpowered beings living idealized suburban lives. What are you doing? Begin to suspect that everything is not what it seems. The new series is directed by Matt Shackman. I was going to say Sharkman because I love sharks. Shackman and Jack Schaefer is head writer. Dun, dun, dun. I'd really like doing that. If you're going to make me read all the summaries, I get to make him like this evil sounding Candyman-esque. Yes, but it's not supposed to be evil. Eh, whatever. Ah, anyway, so jumping right into things. After watching the entire series, it felt like, at least to me, a three-act play. So we're going to try to break it down um, of what we liked in each set, you know, like setting up a general good, bad, cute of the entire series. It's going to be hard. Well, it's a little bit different because, well... There's a lot that happened. So, all right, act one if we're going by acts, would be episodes one through three, which was the 50s, mm-hmm. filmed before a live studio studio audience. Wow, I'm really having issues. The 60s, don't touch that dial, and 70s, now in color, which I kind of giggled at because I remember seeing the old shows now in Technicolor. Right, Brady Bunch. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we basically meet Wanda and Vision. They're a newlywed couple. They move to Westview. Mm-hmm. The first two episodes are in black and white. And the Uh, third is in, like you said, Technicolor. Or color, if you want. But really, it feels... The the good part that I liked about these three episodes is it really laid the foundation well. Mm -hmm. You know, we really... We get introduced to these characters. um, And we're trying to figure out why Vision is alive, right? I was like, yeah, what is this? Was it a prequel? Was it after? Like, I know they kept saying it was... They didn't really specify. Like, we know now what, what the time frame was, where this mm-hmm. took place. But at the beginning, I kept looking at you going, you know, is this going to be a series of what their life would have been like before? Like, there's not right. a, a lot. Um, th- again, it's the idealized life. Yeah. So you're watching the 50s and you're like, okay, where perfect homemaker, perfect house, the, the, the stereotypical the, hijinks. Right. And, you know, the, the thing that really um, was pinging to me is you know, the, the bewitched factor where she you know she's yeah she's she's doing her little magic and does things right where and everybody else in the in the scene or whatever is just totally oblivious to it or they just miss it and well it's it's shot in a way where like the person's back is to it and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden like she flick her fingers and the 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 shutters shutters closed mm-hmm. between the kitchen and the, the dining area but what i also love though um that they did in these first three episodes that um really fit the time frame that they had planned to shoot in is besides wardrobe, besides sets, they followed like they didn't do CGI. They could have done amazing CGI in like the fifties episode where she's right. got the bowls and everything spilling. But you could tell. You could tell it looked like it was on strings. <laughs> and I loved that. And yeah. It it made it feel more authentic for what they were going for. So I I kudos to that. Cause right. that to think that far into something, sometimes you just don't. Yeah, you don't. And the the other thing that really was was clear was that even in this idealized setting there were hints that something just wasn't quite right yeah um the the one that stands out that we always talked about was when she found the little helicopter Mm -hmm. um and it was in color but the rest of the world's in black and white right and so we're like okay so that's important i also remember looking at you going man agatha is such a nosy obnoxious neighbor well she wasn't being obnoxious she was just being nosy well, well yes very, was, very, very sweet, though. Yeah, but it was way. watching it now again, laying the foundation, mm-hmm. which is what I think they did very well in the first three episodes. They laid the foundation of who the bigger players are going to be, but mm-hmm. you couldn't figure out 
like what their point was. Right. Um, and, and the fact that Wanda gets pregnant in the end of, of episode two, mm-hmm. right? It's like, wait, what? And a How? massive accelerated pregnancy on that because in episode three, I think she has the kids. Yes. And that's, I think episode three for me was where things start, like one and two, it's very family oriented. It's very, um, the comedic hijinks. You've got uh, opening credits and special effects that mimic the time frame. Mm-hmm. It's all very... Um, Leave it to Beaver-esque. Yeah. And then you get to the 70s where it gets, you know, Things the 70s really started to get a little different. And um, it's kind of like in TV show, it went to color. And then they started taking on slightly different themes. I don't say that it's, you know, even the 80s, some sitcoms didn't take on a lot of heavy mm-hmm. themes. But you then start to notice all of a sudden she gives birth acceleratedly. Mm-hmm. And then Geraldine, who helps deliver the kids, helps deliver the kids, starts remembering things because I guess maybe Wanda let her guard down or something had happened. And Geraldine mentions Pietro uh, being, killed. being killed by Ultron. And immediately Wanda snaps yeah, and like, kicks her out. And yeah. immediately at that point, we know, oh man, Wanda's behind this. Yes. And this isn't Kansas anymore. Yes. And, you know, it's it's a pretty big circumference of what she's controlling. Yeah. I mean, it's it takes a massive amount of power yeah. to do this. But it also stems into act two, because if you're following the formula of like a play, you have the intros, the, the development, so, as you will. And then all of a sudden you get to, oh, wait, this is the big issue. And then you get to act two, mm-hmm. which is episodes four through six, the present we interrupt this program, 80s, 80s, on a very special episode, Halloween, all new Halloween spooktacular. Ooh. I remember shows like that. <laughs> yeah, but, the, you know, this is, like you said, we this is where we start to discover, like, the, the heart of things. And, you know, we get some answers into what's going on, right? Because then this is where we learn that Geraldine really is Monica Rambeau. Which, hello... I love, I, one thing I love that, that Marvel seems to do is they bring characters from other things and kind of nobody is set to their own little world. Mm-hmm. And I love that they've now brought in Monica Rambo and then they flash back. And I think it's not one, not one of these three episodes, I don't think. Um, I think it is. Where they show that she's part of the snap and she disappeared and she comes back and her mm-hmm. mom is gone. Yeah. And it's just, wow. Yes. And you're it, like, well, damn. And yeah. the thing is, she turns around and they mention Captain Marvel and she's like, yeah, well, where was she? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of animosity and anger that I'm like, oh man, are they going to bring that into Captain Marvel, which is now named Captain Marvel 2, which is now named the Marvels, which I understand there's a lot of characters in there, but it's still Captain Marvel 2. I don't understand why they switched it to the Marvels, but I digress. Um, but <laughs> not the, that show. Not this show. Anyway, but the fact that we start learning more about it, they bring in, you know, we know more about the FBI, how she got sucked in, uh-huh. that this barrier just went up out of nowhere. Yep. And you know now that Wanda is responsible for it. We don't know exactly why well we know she did it right and i think this is where you know, after after geraldine gets sucked into the the west westview world if you will um we do learn that that wanda is suppressing her grief over vision's death right when we said wanda was behind this is because she's just not accepting that yet it's she's still in that 
no, it's, it, it's not real. I can't, I can't handle that. Yeah. And she keeps everything out that changes or tries to show her that it's different. But in these, yeah. in these three episodes, you can see where the, the cracks start to form. Mm-hmm. And that's great about act two is they start showing the cracks forming. You start seeing where, um, like Pietro comes in mm-hmm. and it's not it's, the same. And literally right. one of the characters, uh, turn around and go, they recast Pietro. <laughs> well, yeah, because now this is where they understand. Okay. It's like a TV show. They actually, the only way that they can see what's going on in Westview is, you know, through the, this, the, the, the old time TV. Yeah. The right? old time Wi-Fi signal or wavelength signal they pick up. Right. And so, you know, when, when the character, oh, I can't remember her name. I see her face though. Yes. So, you know, one of the Darcy? scientists, Darcy, w- one of the scientists, Darcy says, they recast and it happened to be the character from, from the Fox movies, from the X-Men movies, not I, from the Marvel movies. Right. But it's all Disney now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just saying. Right. But um, I, I like, I love that twist because then immediately my head goes to, okay, act two, you now add this other character in there that deviates your attention from who the main villain could be. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, because we know Wanda would not bring Pietro back if it wasn't the same Pietro. So who's doing this? There's somebody else at play. And I kept telling you that, you know, is it Hydra? Is it Red Skull? Mm -hmm. You know, who? Well, Red Skull's now with the Soul Stone forever, but um, is it Hydra? What's going on? Right. And those commercials were indicative of that too. I really love the commercials in the entire series, by the way. Yes, it, they're they're very they're very foreshadowing. Yeah. actually, the the one thing that I I really honed in on was when you know they they have a dog, mm-hmm. right? Sparky, Sparky, who also died, and you know the her sons Billy and Tommy, right? Billy and Tommy, yeah. um, you know they were telling Wanda you know, bring him back, save him. And she actually said, you know, there are rules in life. We can't reverse death, no matter how sad it makes us. And so she was trying to give this life lesson to her kids, but she herself is not able to process that. Well, isn't it always that statement, do as I say, not as I do? Yeah. And that's that's one of the scenes that really, like, really tugged at my heartstrings because you could see that it's painful for her kids and she she wants to take the pain away but she can't and so she's trying to tell them the truth knowing that she can't accept the truth herself yeah and again this is where the the crescendo is because you start seeing and and hinting into what's going on Mm -hmm. and another interesting thing is when she's pushing harder this entire time which again i to control i I like the way that's done because grief is all encompassing. Mm-hmm. It, um, when it hits you hard, you lock out the people you love, you block out everybody. You At least hurt this, the people that you love. Well, this is what happened when, when, when my grandmother died, mm. she and I were extremely, extremely close. I basically cut the world out. Yes. Even me. And I didn't mean to, mm-hmm. but you shut down in my case I did. And I found that I didn't, I wanted to create this perfect world where she was still here mm-hmm. so I could still hear her laugh. Mm-hmm. So you literally, you know what you're doing is wrong, but right. you don't think it's wrong either because you're protecting yourself. It's, it hurts too much to face it. So you just block everything out and indirectly, you know, it's wrong. Like, you know, you should face this. I didn't 
I didn't sit there and go, I shouldn't face it. I just didn't want to face it. It hurt too much. Yeah. So I immediately went into my cancer crab little shell and I hid myself because that is easier and safer than the pain. Right. So seeing how they did this and if you think about the bubble as her shield, mm-hmm. she's crawling into her little shield and protecting herself. And unfortunately, we do see during Halloween where there are people that are constantly stuck in like a weird static motion. Right. Uh, I believe the one woman was trying to put clothes on the clothesline. It, it was hanging um, uh, Halloween decorations. Yeah. And she's frozen there because she's on the edge of the bubble. Right. Um, and then Agatha is stopped by Vision, who is starting to notice what's going on because he's getting in tune to things. And she goes, make it stop. We all feel her pain. Like it's her pain is being shared as a collective consciousness. Right. And, and she didn't realize that she was doing it. Exactly. Again, you hide and you dwell and you don't understand the ramifications of your actions. And at this point, I believe Vision's trying to break free. There are people who are in pain and he his natural programming... Mm-hmm. Right is to try to save the people, and so he's trying to get outside of the shield. And what does she do? She protects her grief and her fear because she's not ready yet. Right. I think at this point, if you break down, you know, we'll talk about it later, so I'll put a pin in it, but the stages of grief at this point, she's not ready. She actually uses all of her energy and expands the bubble even more. Well, to save Vision, because outside of the bubble, Vision can't exist. And she right. knows it. Right. And and it doesn't matter that by expanding the bubble, she includes even more of the uh, people from S.W.O.R.D. as well as Darcy. Yeah, because again, that focus point of I'm not ready, I need... And, and seriously, Elizabeth Olsen is brilliant. Oh my gosh, yes, she is. Because the the way she handles that where the boys are going daddy daddy's in pain and she just goes i will handle this and she just she just snaps right into it and takes care of it and but it's the there are spots where you can see her emotion and and where it flickers and changes and it's mostly in this middle section where you start to see the hints of it affecting her where she's she's starting to let the pain come in and you see it in her eyes Mm -hmm. um and that's why the acting across the board, I really enjoyed a great deal. Yeah. Um, but in this section specifically, we, like I said, we see the cracks and I like how it's laid out. Again, I know this is all formulaic, but I really like how it's laid out. Well, it's it's how it's also executed. Right? Yeah, it's, it's executed very well. Yeah. So now we enter into Act 3, which encompasses Episodes 7, 8, and 9. 7 is 90s, Breaking the Fourth Wall. Episode 8 is Flashbacks previously on and that's what you missed on <laughs> and then episode nine is endgame or as the title is called the series finale again following that that three-act play this is where you know basically everything just is out there in the open right everything just reaches a breaking point i mean specifically after uh in episode seven you know breaking the fourth wall it's actually all about depression, about how she, Wanda, is you know, trying to rationalize the feelings that she's had. And she's also disheveled. Yeah, because she just doesn't care anymore. She's like, oh my God, I just, what have I done? Well, I you, don't you, care. Yeah, you start to, you know, everything is reaching its breaking point. Act threes are usually like that. It's the climactic mm-hmm. scene and the aftermath. Mm-hmm. And what's good about this section is it's pretty, it's pretty clear. Yeah. 
you know, in the 90s, she's breaking the fourth wall. She's disheveled. She's struggling. So now you're seeing that an individual is struggling to reach that point. And then you go to flashbacks previously on. She's forced to go back to her childhood and everything. And this is where we realize Agatha is, well, or Agnes. Well, yeah, no. Agnes is the true villain. She is. Agatha Hawkins. She's, uh, yeah. Her real Agatha name is Agatha. All along. Yeah. But she is, um, the reason it's a, it's a sitcom is because that was her happy place with her family. Mm-hmm. So she literally went back to a happy memory before her and her brother joined and became one with the stones and all the stuff and got their powers before everything. Mm-hmm. She went to a happy place, which was sitcoms. Yeah. So that explains a lot. And that was interesting. I didn't expect them to do that. But it was it was brilliantly done because then again, you know, Everybody has a backstory. It is very, very gray. And it explains a lot of why we're in this position. And it really does show, again, you know, staring at that missile that never went off. Yeah. And that that whole um, flashback episode, yes, it gives us the answers. And they did it through... Uh, Agnes actually trying to figure out, okay, where did you get your power? And why are you so strong? Why are you able to do this? What is your trick? Because we also then find out the backstory for Agatha that she killed all of the witches in her coven. She steals their power. Their yeah. power. That's her, her gift. Right. And, and she wants to know what this, what Wanda is, because why, and she was called to the town. Like yeah. she willingly came because she, she felt the power. Right. Which again is a little fascinating. Yeah. But uh, to me, the, the thing that really um, was fascinating to me is the development in just like that 30 minute, 40 minute episode of how uh, Wanda got her power. And how really the relationship between her and Vision really brought her out of her initial depression when she lost her brother. Yeah. To be honest, I felt this could have been more. Mm. Um, that's one of my downsides. Is I For, I, for Wanda or for, for... For WandaVision, the flashbacks. I think they, they shoved so much development into one episode. Yes, it was compact. Yes, it was great. But it could have it could have been two episodes and done more, and and make it less like oh that's where you got it from cool let's go, you yeah, know what I mean. But the series is called WandaVision, so I, I understand that. But it would have been having her face or see, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just think they could have made those that two episodes and fourth, and also give a little more backstory on Agatha during that time. Mm. You know, why was she so interested? She, I mean, there could have been so much more done in in that section, and I think it. It was very well done, but it could have been better. Mm, well, I'm nitpicking. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, you know, it all leads to the final episode. You oh, know, where you were crying in episode eight, by the way? Uh, well, we, we can talk about that later. No, it's right here. Episode eight. Sheila began the waterworks because of Wanda suffering so much. Really? It's in the notes. Okay, fine. Uh, yes. It was a very emotional episode. And so I'm just going to say yes. And move on to episode nine. We figure out that Wanda is the Scarlet Witch. Yes. And that, you know, she's a very quick learner. Well, yeah, because the runes, when she gets trapped in the basement looking for her kids, um, Agatha puts runes up where only the witch who puts the runes up can use her power. Mm -hmm. And 
I, I think this is where the acceptance comes in. She starts to accept not only that vision is gone and her kids don't exist. Well, they're real to her, but yeah, they're real to her, but it's, it's a future they never got to have. Yeah. Right. So she's accepting that it won't happen. It won't be. And she also accepts who she is because even throughout all of this, everything I've seen of, of her, it always felt like she was holding back and holding back and holding back. Mm-hmm. Um, even in Endgame, the film, it always felt like she's very powerful, but she had more. Well, I, I think all of the char- the female characters, at least in Endgame, they had more. They just didn't have enough screen time. Yeah, but, but that's again, that's how, neither here nor there. how many characters can you fit in one film? You that's know? my point. Um, but when she fully accepted who she was and becomes the Scarlet Witch... You know, Agatha's like, you don't understand what that is. Mm -hmm. You cannot control that. And the twist I like that they did here is she makes her fly up into the dome. And all of a sudden, Agatha has no strength. And the shield has runes on it. And she just goes, I'm a quick learner. And it was just one of those things where it's like the full acceptance of who you are gives you strength. And in that scene where it, looked like Agatha actually got all of her power. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like, you know, again, like a phoenix, right? It looked like Wanda actually is dead because she looked all um, like the other witches in the coven. Her arms, if I remember correctly, Wanda's arms started going black, right? Right. But then, you know, it she started looking like very old and almost withered away. But then, you know, from death... And ashes comes new life. And she, once Agatha realizes that the runes were actually up, that's when Wanda came back to life and said, uh-huh, that line. Yeah. So it, she, it was like the old Wanda had to die in order for the Scarlet Witch to live. Yeah. And, to be. and the thing is, it's, I, I, I like how they did that. It was a very, very good part of the series is because this whole time you're showing somebody going through the stages of grief and they've finally accepted that this happened. They've accepted that part of their heart has died because figuratively part of you died. Yeah. And literally in this case, they're showing that she has accepted that and mm-hmm. it sucks. It's part of her. It's never going to go away. But she's going to live. Yeah. And she can only move forward from here. Yeah. So uh so that's the that's the whole play, if you will. Yeah, and I the ending where Wanda takes the dome down, they put the kids to sleep mm-hmm. and she's holding vision mm-hmm. as the dome gets closer and closer and closer was gut wrenching. Yeah, because you knew you you saw it coming. Yeah, and before all this, just so we know, you know, Vision does, because he has all his memories, so he gives all his memories to White Vision, and White Vision flies away. And White Vision was created by S.W.O.R.D., so I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah. But I'm just throwing that out there. But when she walks through the town and sees, because they've all felt her pain this whole time, and she, I don't think, knew... No, she she didn't know what she she was doing to all of the people. Vision did because he was outside of it. Yeah, you know. It, and again, that's the parallel of the person going through grief, and then the the loved ones around that person seeing what was going on, but tr- and trying to help but can't. Yeah. So I yeah, 
It was just very, very interesting. And then seeing Monica and Wanda and the fact that Monica always had faith in her said, Wanda's not a terrorist. She's just in pain. Right. She's because hurt. She understands. Yeah. Right? She, she just realized I lost my mother and, and the fact I wasn't that here. She wasn't here. She couldn't help. Yeah. She couldn't stop. Yeah. Um, and the fact that her auntie Carol wasn't there either. Yeah. All right. So those are our three acts, but we, you know, generalizing a good, bad, cute for the whole series the storytelling throughout was really very well done. Yeah. And you know, at first I wasn't sure about, you know, this, the whole miniseries thing. I'm yeah. Like, I didn't think how it worked. Yeah. And I was thinking, why didn't they make this into a movie? And I realize now that they have really fleshed out the story of Wanda and Vision in these nine episodes so much better because it was in these, you know, little chunks. Yeah. Right. The, I don't think they could have done this in a two-hour or even a three-hour movie, you know? So I think that the the way they did this um, allowed them to really go through the story and execute it really well. Yeah, I I think it. this was actually, if I remember correctly, supposed to be the second series. It was supposed to be Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but, you know, COVID. Yeah. Um, And I think, think, actually, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I think that it was... Um, fortuitous for them to do it first because of COVID, right? Yeah. This was released in January, right before we hit like 400,000 deaths because of COVID. So I think it was appropriate that they were talking about grief. Okay. I'm okay now. Okay. Um, yeah. So other than grief, there's also other themes, right? Yeah. Of life, of love, of happy times. Yes. Um, I've already said, you know, Paul Bettany was wonderful. Elizabeth Olsen was wonderful. Even the kids were adorable. You know, the acting was amazing. Um, and I always mess up the actress who played, uh, Agatha. Cause I always think she's someone else. <laughs> well, we were both actually talking about, you know what? She, we see her in a lot of stuff. So she has to be a major character. Isn't right. that always the case? It's like you see an actor, you're like, wait a minute, I know that person. I don't know their name, but they have to play a bigger part because I've seen them everywhere. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's, you know, that's a tribute to how good their acting is because you recognize their face. Catherine Hahn. That's who played um, Agatha. Uh-huh. She was amazing. Well, yeah. I'm just, I'm adding to the cast being amazing. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> uh, okay. Um I do have one bad. Okay. I'm, I don't, I, I think it's listed as a series, right? The the last one was a series finale. Yeah. Um. I don't remember it being billed like that. So it, it made me feel like this was going to be a new television series. And then I get to the end and I'm like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, wait a minute, how can they make a season two? And then you realize, oh, it's series finale. And I'm like, oh, that kind of. Sucks. Well, it it was the backstory for Wanda. Yeah. So well, it it's makes not sense. really backstory as much as it is. It's it feels like to me because an ending credit scene of the very very last episode shows Wanda sitting in a cabin by herself. Um. So she's coming I'm to sorry. accept yeah. and and deal with things. So I think this was a more of a story for her because now she's going into Doctor Strange's movie, I believe. Oh well. Yeah, I when I said backstory, I actually meant like her the development of how she handled. There is well, I mean, the flashbacks is her backstory. So yes, you're right. 
but it's it's more than just that for me yeah um i just wish it could have been like bringing white vision in bring more but well i mean that's that that we should just go to our questions that this leaves us well that's why i was like wait you went to the bad but we had questions well i was i was just because i was looking after the good don't just go to the questions okay so like you mentioned the other vision right that sword created he now has visions memories so is he going to seek out wanda and truthfully is wanda gonna i mean that's just it might have the same memories but it's not the same vision (laughs) but yeah it that that whole like um theory that they were talking about in that in that fight scene you know where they were talking about you know the the ship has old boards but you you replace the rotting ones but then if you remove the rot from the old ones and build a new ship so which one is the real ship? It's the same thing for Vision. You know, they they have pieces of each other. No, they're not the original Vision, but they're still Vision. Hmm. Interesting. Well, for me, I, I don't know if Wanda will be able to, even if you know the other Vision does seek out Wanda, will Wanda... What will her response be? Exactly. That, that, that's the big question. I'm curious to see what happens to Monica Rambeau. Is she going to get in her own series? Is, you know, what are they going to do to her in the Marvels? Right. I mean, she's being called up to outer space now. I really, yeah, especially when her eyes glowed green. Do you remember when she's walking through and they're like, don't walk through it again? I went, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, she's going to become the next Captain Marvel. She's in, you're like, why don't leave me in Monica Rambeau? She's getting her powers. And you're like, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And she did exhibit powers after going through that. But I'm interested in what happens to her next, A, because of how does she deal with her newfound powers, but also, is she going to confront Carol? Is she going to help Carol? I'm fascinated with Monica's storyline and and where she's going to go. Mm -hmm. And I guess after that, you know, the the only other question that I have is, okay, now that Wanda is starting to learn about her powers, learn about how all of the spells, you know, are are cast and all of that, you know, she's learning. Yeah, she really wasn't. She was a natural. Right. She had no idea about the rest of it. Right. So what will she do once she finally realizes her power? Because what she did was, like you said, she didn't realize what she could do. She's natural. So now that she has all of that other information, she's going to be even more powerful. Yep. Um, And then at the very end of that, you know, she heard her, her sons, Billy and Tommy, call out to her. So is there a follow up coming yeah, I'm I'm really curious as to what that sound effect had because remember, Doctor Strange has that time stone. Mm-hmm. So is that a hint to the movie? I don't know, but it Inquiring makes me minds want to know. It makes me very interested to see it. So, yeah, right. all right, do we do we need to discuss the cute? Um, well, I only want to mention one cute. What's that? In the first episode, there was heart above August twenty third. I was like. Oh, the 23rd is your favorite number. <laughs> it's my lucky number, yeah. So I was like, oh, look at that. I just love the 80s because it's well, the 80s. <laughs> it's the 80s, yeah. But I think I think um, just a tidbit, episode uh, seven, Breaking the Fourth Wall, was actually directed by Wanda Maximoff. I love the credits. The credits were mm-hmm. cute, how they would change um, and, and shift towards whatever they were doing. That was inventive. Right. And, you know, again, we were talking about episode seven being the the episode where they were delving really into the depression. Mm-hmm. So it was all about Wanda. And yep. so directed by her actually was it's fitting, very fitting. So, okay. Any more cute? No. Any more bad? No. 
And we're good? No. Okay. So I guess we are done with our discussion of WandaVision. That was quite a bit. Just a bit. Yeah, well, there's a lot to go through. All right. So now that we've finished our discussion of WandaVision, it's time for the Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. All right. We rate WandaVision 4.5 stars. And that's a blended rating. Yes. I gave it a four. I wanted more of Agatha. I'm sorry. I did. Um, you like the villains. I'm, I'm, yeah, I do. But I wanted to know more about her and, mm. and how and why she came and, and the reference. I know it's called WandaVision, but I wanted to know more of how they intertwined. And I really, I'm sorry. I hated that she killed Sparky. I know. I was like, why really? does the dog always need to die? Really? Just saying. Well, I know she was, she was moving the story forward, but still. Um, I, on the other hand, gave it a five because I didn't read the comic, so I didn't really know that side of it. I was just totally invested in the series at, as it was. Um, so, you know, there's, there's just so many rich themes here, like we were discussing. Um, and so to me, it was just perfect, especially that scene in episode eight where we finally realized that all of that, the the world in in Westview came from her grief and it stemmed from her heart. Yeah. After she realized that Vision bought a plot of land in Westview for them to live forever after in. So that's why that's why it's hard for me to talk about. Okay. I'm okay now. Just need a minute. Okay. Sorry. On that note, that is our show. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening to this uh, podcast on your smartphone, be sure to hit that subscribe or follow button so you don't miss an episode. If you have a moment, as always, just leave us a quick review or rating on whatever you're listening uh, app-wise to. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can always do that at speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast to let us know what you want us to cover or what you think of the show. And until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, as Vision said, what is grief but love persevering? We've said goodbye before, so it stands to reason we'll say hello again. <laughs>